Today, May 14, 2021, this is The Better Life. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson. Living a better life means betting on the Hunger Games. Well, not actually. Not actually betting on the Hunger Games. But I remember when the Hunger Games was first released in theater and seeing the odd screen for the Hunger Games coming up on this, uh, coming up on the on the silver screen and thinking, huh, I like that. I know what that means. I'm not sure if everybody in, in the audience knows what that is, but I do, and I appreciate it. That's just one of the things that Mark Duvall and I are going to uh, talk about on this week's uh, slightly shorter episode of Better Viewing. We've been doing uh, quite a few of these recently when you think of uh, the types of episodes that have come out um, recently in the feed, uh, just with a couple weeks off and, and then having to postpone a week, it just happened with the pacing that Mark and I do this, uh, that I think three of the last like six or something like that are, are these better viewing episodes, but we enjoy doing them. This one's a little shorter. Uh, we're touch, we touch on Ted Lasso, the office, hunger games, uh, and even talk documentaries and reality television. Enjoy. Hello, sir. Hello, how's it going? I uh, uh, going very well. How are you? Very good, thank you. So, uh, update from the last time I did a live stream about two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, I'm on a different machine, good, uh, which is good. Um, literally, like all of a, like the whole the whole computer froze. There yeah. wasn't like the whole. You were gone. I mean, yeah. you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> My computer was like, you know what? We've had a day. Uh, we're done working. And then uh, and with that particular computer, I knew that rebooting, signing back in was just going to take way too long to get back. Um, I have a new machine that I'm working on. Um, different Internet this time, but I think uh, I think we'll be OK Internet uh, bandwidth wise. But uh, I'm confident that my computer at the very least won't be the problem this Good. time um mark how are you i mean how's how's uh how's the derby for did you guys have spirit you guys have a medina spirit did you we no uh we didn't bet on the derby we uh okay. made some predictions but about a year ago uh, i don't know if it was that i at least decided i wasn't going to bet on horse racing anymore i just okay. it just wasn't my thing i have some issues with it and then after what <laughs> happened this last week i've got even more issues with it so yeah uh, we we made some picks. Um, I think my horse was Soup and Sandwich. I think was the name of the horse. Uh, and Mike did have um, uh, what was that? Uh, Good Luck Charlie, or I can't remember the name of it. The the one that came in third, the one that showed. He sure. had that on the list, but we didn't actually put any money down. Okay. Uh, I also didn't have any money down. Nothing yeah. on the Derby. Um, probably for similar and also other different reasons. I also have kind of got like I've never really been in the horse betting, horse racing. Yeah. The derby was just sort of this thing like, oh, yeah, it's fun. We'll do this. Like, I would go to derby parties, right, and like, it'd be right. fun to have some action. But in the past, even just the past few years, I found myself like, I I'm just not, I probably, I may not watch it. <laughs> you know, like, I, yeah. I may not even end up in front of a, uh, in front of a screen to watch it. And the only reason, and, and there's been a couple years, like, the only reason I would watch it is if I put action on it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've I have found myself uh, not really bet, uh, getting into the Derby as of late as well. And you know, my first venture into legal gambling 
was through the horses because here in California, you can be 18 and go to the horse track. Of course, this was before there were any kind of casinos, uh, you know, tribal or otherwise out here. But we had uh, Del Mar, the racetrack. So I went quite a bit when I was 18 years old. And even before that, one of my very first gambling experiences was having my uncle and cousin take me to the track. And I was fascinated by it. So, yeah, yeah I've kind of fallen out of love with it. And uh, this last this latest scandal uh, infuriates me, just really makes me angry. So, well, let's start with, uh, let's start with, um, uh, documentaries. This was something that came to mind. I was like, Oh, like there's no, I don't want to talk about documentaries, but I I do think it'd be interesting to talk about ones we either recommend or ones we like to have seen, uh, seen made. Uh, I, now you mentioned in our pre-production that you don't have any documentaries that you would recommend like around gambling. Yeah. I really haven't seen that many. The only one I would bring up and I have not seen it is Holy Rollers documentary about the Christians who, you know, card counted and one in blackjack. But uh, yeah, beyond that, I really don't know of any document. I mean, I I could look it up obviously and see that I'm sure there are a ton of them out there, but there are none that have really stuck out in my mind. So, uh, there's one called, uh, so, so the two, the two things that I'll recommend that fit this sort of documentary, uh, this one's technically a podcast, but I think everybody recognizes the name 30 for 30 because of the documentaries that they do 30 for 30 also has a podcast. Uh, there is a 30 for 30 called a queen of sorts. And it is about Phil Ivy and his partner who, who, uh, did edge sorting. Yeah. Uh, to win a bunch of money in Baccarat. I would recommend finding that episode. And then for an act for a document, it's more of a docu-series, but the, the show Action that was on primetime. Um, right. What was it on? It was on Showtime. Amazon. Am- Showtime. There we go. Thank you. Um, and it's a four-part series about sports betting. Um, very, I thought it was well, that was very well done as well. So those, those are the things that I would recommend. Now, you did say you had some things you, you may want to see covered in a documentary. What do you have there? For whatever reason, I am fascinated by gambling documentaries that deal with cheating or addiction. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by it. There's an episode of American Greed that follows the Tran organization. They cheated at Blackjack. And it's fascinating to me. It really is. You know, the the depths that they go to and the technology behind it and everything. Um, there's a, a well-known cheater, and I'm sorry I don't know his name. I know he's been on Gambling with an Edge once kind of controversially on gambling with an edge because he's he is a cheater you know who talked about this move that he made at the roulette table people might be familiar with uh, past posting that's when yeah. you put a bet onto a bet that's already won you add to it and he came up with this just brilliant scheme where he would make a huge bet before the spin and if it was a loser he'd remove the big chip so that if it was a winner and they go to the camera it's like, oh, yeah, the chip was there the whole time. This is right. And I was fascinated by that. So <laughs> for whatever reason, documentaries on cheating, documentaries on addiction, because I don't know, there's something the addiction kind of gets to me, too. Like we were talking about with owning Mahoney. Yeah. Right? You know, it's hard to watch. But we also, you know, wow, what a great movie. And oh, and, and I, I'm kind of the same way. It's like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I, I'm glad I'm not addicted to that look at these people it's just fascinating to me and and there you can relate to some of it yes. i mean you, you can't be a gambler and not relate to some of these addictive uh qualities so yeah those I, are I, those are things i like 
Yeah, I think anybody who has a vice can definitely sympathize with people who suffer from that vice, addiction to that vice. Yeah, well right? said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that if I mean if you drink, I think you can understand how people have a problem with it, right? It could be like, sure. yeah, I could see how if I didn't like if I wasn't careful, they could turn into that, right? Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, it's uh it, I I agree. Uh two one thing um two things that I kind of I would like to see um documentaries done and, and at any at whatever the appropriate length would be to cover the story um the mcgregor mayweather fights oh. and and how and how all of that money came in on mcgregor and made mayweather this minus 400 favorite at some point which was stupid low considering the probability of him winning that match oh yeah or that fight and uh, i'd love to see even just a you know 10 15 minute documentary just talking to bookmakers all around vegas and maybe even talking uh, maybe getting if you know if there's any information from like offshores and stuff just about all of that money that came in on on mcgregor almost forcing them to bring that number down and then take all of those larger bets from like the bigger betters and yeah. uh, i think i think that story would be interesting and then there's a book about this. It's called Gaming the Game, I think, but it's about the Tim Donahue um, cheating scandal. He was a NBA referee sure. who was calling fouls. A pro he was he literally he literally was following the rules, but doing it to such a T that he could really manipulate the way that the game was being played. Uh, and he did it. He did it so that way, uh, you know, syndicates could could benefit. Right. So yeah. um, I think that would be there's a book on it. The book, I think, is it's a good read. It's a dense read. I think that if you're not really into it, it's kind of difficult to get into it. Uh, but a documentary, I think, would be really appropriate there. Since you're speaking about books, too, that reminded me there's a book called The Eudaimonic Pie, which is the story of the guys who created computers to figure out roulette wheels you know, right. the devices in their shoes and computers. And this was, I believe, back in the 70s before they had a lot of sophisticated computers that they could use. They had to, you know, make them from hand. And they would track, you know, the ball going around and spin and, and determine sections of the wheel where the ball was likely to fall. Uh, and it's a pretty fascinating story, even though, at least in that book, they didn't really have a lot of success with it, ultimately. But just the the sort of the science behind it and going through with it and, you know, the nervousness of going into the casino all strapped up and, you know, yeah. will this work? That, that'd be a good story, too, for a doc. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I thought about this. I was I was uh, I was doing I was taking a little jog and I was thinking like I was thinking about talking points because I knew it was, I knew it was going to be a small sample size of scenes to cover. And I was like, what are some talking points we can uh, we can go over? And I thought. Reality television is really interesting. Uh, we've seen some really interesting um, themes and subjects and plot lines, whatever, in reality television. And I really tried to think, like, if and, and what made what um, what made me think this was a good talking point. I don't know if you've seen this, Mark, but there is there was the uh, there was a pilot or at least a a small like a short done of Michael Shackelford who uh took a couple college kids or whatever and was it was going to attempt to help them uh uh gamble in the casino to help them raise money for like a tv or something like that i might be butchering exactly what the what the circumstances were but the idea was michael shackford gambling pro knows the casino well enough he got like okay you have this much money this is your goal let's figure out how we can let's find somewhere in the casino to uh to possibly get you of course you know nothing it wasn't guaranteed um right. 
and i can't i think that like they ended up do, trying to go for like uh some bigger pain bets and craps or something like that it didn't work out but i and i remember thinking does i mean has gambling really ever had a any sort of reality show or any sort of um sort of in like a really something that isn't just a in the life or a documentary but something that has almost like a game to it can you think of anything not specifically. There have been documentary series, at least, uh, dealing with casinos, hotel casinos, you know, the day-to-day and the, you know, uh, the staff and, you know, customers, things like that. But actual gaming, uh, I can't really think of it. It depends on what you mean by reality TV. Now, for a very short period, they had, I think it might have been called the World Series of Blackjack, or there was some blackjack mm-hmm. show that was yeah. trying to cash in on the popularity of poker when poker was blowing up on TV. And again, yeah, I don't know. It was a blackjack tournament, wasn't it? Wasn't it just like a, yeah, an aired a tournament, blackjack right. tournament? Yeah, yeah, it was like an aired blackjack tournament. And so I guess, yeah, I so I guess the answer to the question is no. And then sort of moving on to talk about reality TV. Uh, what are you thinking? Are you thinking in terms of like the Michael Shackleford thing that you mentioned, which I have not seen, where it's really kind of real life? In other words, this is what he's going to do. The cameras are going to follow or something that's set up like it's a re- reality show and the contestants have to compete in. First, they go to a blackjack table, then a craps table, where it's more, you know, structured. It's not really yeah. real life. It's, you know, sort of manipulative reality TV, which right. a lot of reality TV is. So I think uh, I think when I started when I started thinking about it on what I would want to see, I went I started thinking the latter. So the uh, the first of the I, I have I have two and like I didn't I haven't like processed or developed these right. So that there's probably gaps in 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 how entertaining or if this was even feasible. Uh, the first one, um, get a group of self-proclaimed advantage players, let them live in a casino. And let them play in the casino to their heart's content or whatever um, and see, like, who lasts the longest, see what angles they play. They're allowed to take advantage of whatever marketing is available to any any normal player. And maybe, like, at the end of a day or end of a week, whoever, like, lost or, you know, there'd be some sort of, like, you know, you, uh, like, kick them off the island type thing at the end. Um, but I was thinking, like, it'd be interesting to see the process the mindset of if you gamify ap play past just trying to get an edge but also trying to get an edge within the game theory of outlasting other ap's yeah i as you were mentioning that i did think of a show that was out uh, maybe 10 15 years ago i tried to look it up right here i couldn't find the name of it but it was it was these young poker players i mean they were like five or six of them who moved to las vegas rented a house and their goal was to win like a million dollars in 30 days or something of that playing poker, mostly online. So I don't know that they necessarily had to go to Vegas, but you know, that was part of the premise of the show. And of course they, they did not make the million dollars, but that, that was, it It was a reality show. It was these guys, you know, grinding it out. You'd see them with the big screens, you know, playing multiple games and then they'd go out to clubs and they'd meet some of the pros that lived in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, that's probably the closest thing that I've seen that kind of what you're talking about, almost like APs getting together yeah. and battling out because it was it wasn't staged. I mean, you know, all reality shows are staged, but I mean, their results weren't. They were playing real online poker. OK, um, by the way, Tim Kenny recommends. Uh, oh, 
clicked the wrong con there we go uh inside the edge a professional blackjack adventure uh apparently on amazon prime uh so thank you for that recommendation tim i know i want to check that out good um the other reality television concept i have um almost like a beauty and the geek i don't know if you remember that reality show where a bunch of like models were like teaching were trying to teach uh geeks and vice versa like something about their yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway so uh take regular gamblers pair them with people who have no idea how to gamble and uh the gamblers get like a day to try to teach the non-gamblers how to play the game how to best play it like try to teach them the rules the the you know like in blackjack you would you would try to teach them basic strategy you know don't take insurance all this sort of stuff and then and then at the end put them at the table and see how well they do that is very much one something that would really only appeal to gamblers i that the the the, the, the audience appeal on that's very limited but i do think gamblers would find it entertaining yeah see that would be the real problem is how can you make it uh appealing to a broad audience obviously we could come up with shows that we'd watch but you know what element what twists would they have to add to make it you know appealing to everybody where you know you don't have to know the rules of blackjack or even appreciate going into a casino yeah that'd be the real kick who who needs reality television though? When if you could just get a, a webcam that just streamed Doctor Mike at a craps table, right? That's, yeah, yeah, that would work. Yeah, <laughs> I I thought about that. I should ask the casino see if I can just set up my phone there. Just I should just record him on a come out roll. Just all the bets that he makes. It would and, be I, I it would be if if you're if the casino would allow you to do it for just one come out roll. It w- I think the audience would really enjoy actually see because some of us that have got an opportunity to gamble with you guys, we've seen it. It is like we've mentioned, it's like a dance with the dealers almost. Yeah. On like how he gets everything out there. I think a lot of the listeners that maybe haven't gotten to see that would be really interested in in seeing yeah, how he worked that. Fun, maybe edit it down so it's actually taking uh, longer than real time. So you know what you can hear him saying the bet, see exactly what the dealers are doing. Yeah. See what happens when he wins and wants to parlay or press or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a show. Except there it is. There it is. Let's market it. Think Netflix yeah. would be interested. Um, do you have any? What about you? Do you have any reality television ideas? Uh, I know I threw this through yesterday, and I, I yeah. didn't expect you to, to develop something quickly. But no, you know, I was thinking actually rather th- like a almost like a game show where every episode it's new contestants, and maybe they have to go through a series of different type of gambling games. Maybe not every episode is the same, but you know, maybe right. one episode it's craps and poker, another episode it's blackjack or sports betting or something like that. And yeah, that you know, whoever comes out the with the the biggest win or the smallest loss uh, wins for that week. Um, as far as and then I thought, well, maybe what about something that would go over several weeks? Oh gosh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking of maybe pairs of people only because I think pairs are a little more interesting in, in reality TV. Sure. And they have to they have a, a certain bankroll at the beginning, and they have to decide how they're going to bet. And through the structure of the show, there are limits to what they can bet on and and dollar amounts, the things they can't, you know, in a casino. I don't know. I haven't fleshed it out, but maybe something like that where every week, you know, they go through this and then at the end they have like a tribal council with, you know, okay, team A, what did you do? And what were your results? And, you know, you chastise them or you congratulate them or whatever. There's a, there's a fun event for a meetup. Uh, Start at the Strat. 
and everybody and you have to go through and you have to uh you have to gamble and you can only move on until you've somehow got like until you've like won 20 percent or you're up 20 percent than when you came in that's the only way you can advance to like the next not the strat i don't know why i chose the strat because that's like the end. the end of the strip you're right. thinking they're gonna go the whole right. distance of the strip they're not gonna do that. <laughs> people are gonna be everybody's bankroll is gonna be done by the third casino but it would be interesting to be like okay you go in there gamble on whatever you want but you can't advance to the next casino and until you're up 20% than what you started, right? <laughs> and for some people, it'll be right away, right? First thing, the boom, yeah, move on. To, yeah. The only uh, problem is, you know, what you know what happens when you got a group of people and nobody does, right? Everybody loses. Hey, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. But you know what? We're all gamblers. And we all accept that. And we'd be yep. like, okay, well, now we just gamble for fun. That's part of it. Well, you're the Emmy winner, so you come up with something <laughs> and we'll run with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that. That's, uh, that was nice of you. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, speaking of award-winning uh, performances, let's get into just the three productions here uh, that we're going to pull uh, scenes from. The first one is going to be The Hunger Games. And uh, the reason I, I wanted to point this out, uh, it, this is the perfect episode to do on it because there's nothing really to discuss here mm. other than it was a really nice touch that... Like, because that's the reality, right? They would be betting on this, right? The capital would be betting on the Hunger Games. And I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, I'm glad if it wasn't in there, it wouldn't have looked, seemed like an oversight, but it was a good, I thought it was a really good detail that they included it. Yeah. Um, it's around, I didn't get the, the time marker, but it's, a, it's around, uh, it, it's while the tributes are preparing for, they're like, they're like training and preparing for it. And like, they're being observed by possible sponsors and stuff. And a lot of like the cutaways and the transitions, um, show like them getting scores and stuff like that. And there's one where they show odds being, uh, fluctuated. Um, if anybody, if, if, if anybody goes to, uh, Twitter, if you see the, my response to the last tweet that I did, I, I, uh, I, uh, posted the, uh, I have, I have PTSD on wanting to like share something on this stream right now, since it, since that seemed to completely know, just, believe, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to this time, but if anybody's curious of what that looked like, uh, look at the screenshot from, um, from the tweet that I just responded to, uh, advertising this, uh, this stream. Uh, but the odds range from like, um, I think the shortest odds honestly is only five to one, which, I guess since there's what 24 tributes, I mean, I guess you can't have too short of an odds because, um, you know, people are going to die. But yeah. um, the longest odds was only, I think, 60 to one. And that was Rue, who was the the little child, uh, yeah. the little girl who was in there. And it seems like most people are anywhere from seven uh, to 12 to one. But here's here's where I thought was uh, I, I, I know I'm pretty sure it's because they're from districts 12. I'm sure their reputation precedes them. Uh, but PETA and, um, and Katniss are 23 to one a piece. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's, I, I saw the hunger games once when it came out. So okay. I've forgotten a lot about it, sure. but I'm glad you posted the, the odds board only because uh, yeah, it's great. It's very professional. You know, it's not some haphazard thing. It's right. We we do bet on this. We bet on life and death here. This is yeah. our society. Yeah. So uh, my question to you: Would you bet on this? If if for some reason there was even even if let's say it's not a government driven thing, let's say that there's 24 humans that all decide that they're going to go into this battle royale 
fight to the death, if that was a real event, would you be able to bring yourself to bet on it? Well, okay. The, me in this world, my personality. Yeah. No, hey, I told you I don't bet on horse racing anymore. So I'm right. certainly not going to bet on this. <laughs> now, you know, who knows if I grew up in this reality and that's part of the world and, you know, nobody's really complaining about it. I don't know. But yeah, if you're just asking me, Mark Duvall today, absolutely not. Okay. Um, I think if, if, it, if this was obviously, if this was, if this was our world, but the same circumstances, no way. Keep me out of that. Um, if it was like some, you know, uh, you know, gladiator, all 20, I saw, I saw them all raise their hand and, 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 and admit, uh, consent to what they're and about volunteer. to Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. and volunteer. <laughs> I think I would at least watch it through the lens of the like I wouldn't be able to bring myself to not know what was the odds were. I don't know if I would be able to bet on it, but I would at least like pay attention like, oh, OK, the guy that was like 40 to one still in this. OK, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I'd pay attention. Sure. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, paid it. I paid attention to the Kentucky Derby. Sure. I, I just didn't bet on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, okay, moving on to the office. Now, this is this is one of my uh, favorite scenes uh, from the office that that deal with that deals with gambling. Um, it's in episode eight of season four, I believe. It's a uh, money part one. We start we start learning that Michael Scott's having some money problems, and he walks up to Kevin and asks Kevin, like, "Hey, you're." Um you like bet the ponies, right? That's how he like introduces it. Like you get you, you, you bet the ponies. Right. Uh, and Kevin like admits that, yeah, I, I, I do gamble, Michael. And Michael says he's looking to get into some gambling himself and thinking about maybe just doubling it and then doubling it again and doubling several more times. And it's, it's such a perfect square. Like, like, yeah, I'm just yeah that's to double up a here's, here's time. what I'm looking to do. And maybe you can help me out. I want to double my money and then maybe double it several more times. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Kevin's just kind of, you know, looking like, okay. He asks Kevin if Kevin knows, uh, is, a, is familiar or aware of like a sure thing, like a boxer throwing a big fight. Wants to know, and I love this, who would I call about that? Like, <laughs> like about a boxer who's so desperate yeah. he needs to throw a fight. Yeah. Who do I call? Um, uh, Kevin admit to, uh, informs him under a whisper that it's the mob that he's looking for. And then Michael's very disappointed to learn that Kevin does not know anybody in the mob. <laughs> he's so upset that Kevin doesn't know anybody. Yeah. Um, so the questions I have for you here, um, have you ever had a coworker like approach you and like verify or confirm that you're a gambler? Like, Hey, you're, you're a gambler, right? Are you, does it ever happen exactly. to you? No, not exactly. I think. In some cases, a coworker has approached me and says, oh, I heard you were talking about poker. Do you play poker? Hmm. Oh, yeah, we've got a home game. Oh, I'd like to come sometime. That kind of thing. You know, like, oh, I, I you know, I play poker, too. Do you, do you have a regular game? But nothing like, oh, you're a gambler? What should I bet on? <laughs> nothing like that. Well, I've had yeah. people ask me that. Sure. But not, but not like coworkers and strangers. <laughs> so I have had co-workers um at different stages in my life ask me how they can bet on something right okay. and this was how this they was do a, it yeah yeah this was especially true before the paspa repeal right like right. this was especially true because they don't understand the idea of 
offshore accounts or or even at the they don't even think that like like you know <laughs> i'm not going to admit to him that maybe I, I do or don't use a bookie right but like that there's what like oh he gambles i wonder how he does that right like how yeah. how can i get money down and kind of hard to tell him yeah you probably shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how people like verify that or have like approached me about being a gambler is they they know that i bet on sports and they they want to know like how they do that now even yeah. as recently though I have had uh, co-workers, friends, et cetera, uh, be like, hey, gambling, like sports betting's legal in my state now. Like, how do I do this? Right. Yeah. That's that's happened. But that's more that's that's le- that's not hush hush. How do I bet on the boxer who's throwing the fight and right. very like very straightforward. This is the thing we're all allowed to do now. Will you give me <laughs> your professional or your advice on, on how to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, lastly. Uh, just a half hour here today, Mark. It's a very good cruising through this. I know. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the wonderful show, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to rush through this because, uh, oh, look, Tim Kennedy's thing happens to me a lot. Uh, I'm assuming that's in response to coworkers asking if, <laughs> hey, 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 you gamble, right? Hey, which number on the roulette table pops up the most? That would be funny, wouldn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Ted Lasso. If no one's if no one's watched Ted Lasso, let me make let me make a, a case for it real quick. Watching it now is obviously delightful, but Ted Lasso came out in the summer of 2020. Now I don't need to remind anybody what happened during the summer of 2020, but the world and especially America was uh, in disarray, to put it politely. And Ted Lasso was just this brilliant optimistic feel good while entertaining and great performances kind of a show i mean i've watched the series now i've watched the first season probably 10 times now um i've watched it a couple times myself and then um and then i've watched it a couple times with my wife and then it just kind of became the show that like oh i'm cooking let me throw on an episode of ted lasso let me throw it like and i just i just kept on enjoying it so so, the office and scrubs and community are often this way with me as well tad ted lasso was just the most recent like throw on an episode while i'm doing something and there's very few scenes where I'm like, I don't like that scene or I don't think that was, I don't think that was done as well as they wanted to. Like I can count probably on one hand, how many scenes do that for me? Uh, the, the series is very well done. It's the, the premise is that an American football coach goes over to England to coach a premier league uh, soccer team. I'm not going to give up the, I'm not going to spoil what the premise is because it's a, it's a, it's a very good one, but um you don't have to like soccer to enjoy the show. Right. Um, you don't have to, and you don't have to like know anything about that to enjoy the show. Right. You really just have to enjoy good writing and good comedy. Yeah. And then also get hit in the heart a couple of times. Yeah, I agree. And when you, when you tell somebody the premise, oh yeah, American uh, football coach goes over to coach soccer. You, I, you know, when I first heard it, it's like, eh, you know, what is this going to be like? I mean, what? Uh, but it does surprise you. It's a better show than a one sentence description of it yep. uh, would indicate. Uh, yeah, great performance, great writing, a lot of heart, uh, and very funny at times too. And and a broad appeal. My my wife loves the show uh, and cannot wait for the second season. She kept asking, "Oh, when's the next season coming out?" Right, July twenty so third, baby. You know, she's not a, a a soccer fan. She's not really a sports fan at all. But it's such an entertaining show, and so um, you know you get a lot of satisfaction out of it. So yeah, I, I agree. Very good show. It is on Apple uh, TV Plus. 
Yes. So that's where you can catch it, just FYI. But yeah, great show. Yes. And uh, then I think uh, Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted Lasso, was it the Golden Globe? I think he won Golden Globe for uh, Best Actor in a Comedy Series. So yeah, when well, he well, won. Yes, you're upset. Yeah, that's when he won that Golden Globe. I knew Ted Lasso was here to stay. Yeah, yeah. Like, before <laughs> they even announced the, re- I was like, Ted Lasso just gave Apple TV their first major award. There's no way this show doesn't see its see its full potential. Right. right? Yeah. Yep. Um. Excuse me. Um. So there's there's my pitch on Ted Lasso. Like Mark said, Apple TV Plus, Hunger Games. I haven't found anywhere that's actually. No, streaming I couldn't. Either. I was going to yeah. try to watch that uh, scene, and yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. It was it was available on Tubi TV, T U B I, for like right. a day. Yeah. <laughs> last week, and yeah. I, I at first I thought like, oh, Tubi has it, and then I went back the next day, and it wasn't there anymore. So I must yeah. have just stumbled across the availability for for something. Um, and then The Office, no longer on Netflix, uh, now on Peacock TV, yeah. um, which you can, uh, you know, you can subscribe to, to Peacock there. Well, you know, Peacock, there's a free version, too, of Peacock. I assume sure. that includes The Office. So, oh, uh, I bet it does. I bet it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pay side to Peacock uh, where you can get some of their original programming. But I think just the, the free service has The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Kennedy, the person who makes fun of me the most for betting on soccer. I'm telling you, uh, Tim, you will enjoy Ted Lasso. Yeah. And there are there are some times where they're making fun of soccer. I mean, you know, Ted Lasso and his uh, partner, Coach Beard, where they're making fun of the game of soccer or the British in general, you know. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you you know, even if you don't like soccer, you like it. (laughs) Yep. So there's three references uh, to betting. Um, there's one, there's two that are just quick lines. Um, uh, one, uh, um, Ted and his boss have a little bit of, uh, um, uh, just like a friendly disagreement and Ted just in passing says, I wouldn't bet on it. Just a, you know, normal thing that we say. And, and it made me think I'm going to start you. I'm going to start saying that in different ways just to confuse people. So instead of saying, I wouldn't bet on it, I'm going to say the chalk's too heavy on that one. (laughs) Oh, like, yeah. what you- so the average person's going to know what the chalk's too heavy on that well, one. Well, the, the point, the point being, is I feel like I feel like it's too much of layman's terms. I feel like we have to we have to take that back, Mark. Oh, okay, I first. see. Yeah. All right, I got you. Uh, uh, the the next, you know, one- well, well, hold on. So in oh, that sure. scene too, uh, uh, the right before he delivers that line, he actually sings "The Gambler" by Kenny Rogers. Yes. Yes, so, great point. Oh, you know, man. that comes right beforehand. That's a great point. I, I, <laughs> totally, <laughs> I totally forgot to add that. Yeah, there's that's, this conversation where he says that's the first concert he ever went to, and then he starts singing. You know, no one to hold himself. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yes. So there we go. Uh, I think that's episode uh, three. I want to say second two. episode. Two. Yeah, uh, yeah it's biscuits. Yeah. yeah, it's the second yep. one. Yep. Um, and then episode six, and this one's kind of uh, the, like plays into uh, the next one. Uh, Ted um, arranges uh, um, like arranges a little uh, activity for his team to try to get them to sort of like uh, you know get rid of a curse they think exists and to like sort of do some team building. And his boss uh, says to him, I didn't take you for much for a gambler, Ted. And he says, oh, I'm not. And then explains why, why, why it wasn't the risk that it seemed it was. That's interesting. That's an interesting line. Um, And if I ever got an opportunity to talk to uh, uh, um, Brandon Hunt or Jason Sudeikis, this is, I'm going to be the only person to want to ask him this. (laughs) He admits to not being a, he says, he, he says, oh, I'm not to not being a gambler. 
And then two episodes later, he makes a bet. And Big not gamble, only does he yeah. bet, not only does he make a bet, but like he pulls a hustle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. Episode eight. Uh, it's called. Uh, I believe it's called Diamond Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a uh, very good episode. This is my. This is probably one of my favorite scenes from the entire uh, series. Ted is. Um, uh, they're they're in a pub. And um, and his boss's ex-husband is there and he's just needling her, just trying to upset her, the, the boss the or the ex-husband. The ex-husband. The ex-husband's kind of the villain of the show. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Ted picks up a dart uh, and throws it um, uh, or like uh, the, the ex-husband asks if he's in a dart and t- uh, Ted picks it up with his right, a dart with his right hand, throws it and he goes, huh? And then they ended up making a wager on a dart game. Um, if Ted wins, the ex-husband can't come anywhere near the owner's box for the rest of the season. If uh, Ted loses, the ex-husband gets to pick up the lineup for the remaining two se- two games right. of the season. Right. Uh, pretty, se- I mean, to non-sports fans, like, oh, whatever, it's just a lineup. It's a big deal in Premier, Premier League who's on the who's on the field and who's not on the field, right? right. So uh, pretty significant wager to at least imagine, – imagine seeing Bill Belichick wager, like, the starting 11 for his team with some, some schmuck at the bar, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, the ex-husband tries to pull a hustle by pulling out a professional set of darts, uh, thinking that he just trapped uh, Ted into a game that he has an advantage on. Right, yeah, and his, his the line is something like, oh, I forgot I had these. <laughs> I forgot right? I had these. Right, that's he what he He casually doing, yeah. has a case of, uh, a dart case with them. Right. And then Ted picks up a dart with his left hand. He's like, oh. I forgot I'm left-handed and it yeah. throws a throws a bullseye. <laughs> right. And it that's a pretty that's a pretty classic hustle. The yeah. mislead into thinking making your opponent think that you're weaker than you are, getting the ante or the stakes that you want, and then coming forward strong. Just saying, I think two episodes earlier saying he's not a gambler was uh an oversight in the writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably an oversight unless yeah. Yeah, he was completely lying uh, in that previous one. That's yeah. Fair. That's a, a great scene. And just kind of an aside to um, the ex-husband whose name is Rupert on the show. He's played by Anthony head. I think it's pronounced head. It might be heed H E A D, but anyway, uh, TV fans will remember him as Giles from Buffy, the vampire slayer, the watcher on Buffy, the vampire slayer also named Rupert first name Rupert on that show oh. but that was that was his big role and of course that's a great classic show and he's very good as the sort of the villainous ex-husband on I wonder show. I wonder if they need him Rupert as a as a nod to how I wondered that too them. I wondered that too yep yeah uh naming conventions are always interesting to me uh in in you know especially when you hear a behind the scenes and you're like oh how'd you name this character and he's like i had a friend named that <laughs> like <laughs> right, that, right that guy is named after my friend and it's like yeah you know, like you, you know you watch these shows like oh john snow they must have like how long did they come up with john snow and george r, r. martin's probably just like whatever like my friend yeah. john was playing in a snow and i was like there is a name <laughs> right that right uh, matt graining's father is homer so that's why homer is homer simpson right that's uh, that's all it is so <laughs> yeah um okay mark uh yeah. that does it for sort of what we had planned here much shorter than uh than previous episodes but as i mentioned to you in pre-production 
I, I wanted to keep this episode a little bit smaller because I, I needed to prepare for future episodes, uh, like for, for ones coming up. Yeah. Um, I have a couple people that you may be familiar with. Um, Adam Chernoff is coming back at the end of the end of the month. He uh, he uh, has experience in game design, and we got a he, we got uh, he offered, and a lot of the audience that they wanted to hear from him again. So great, uh, he'll be coming at the uh, towards the end of the month. Um, Dalton Harp, uh, who's a, a follower in this community, he he made a, a short film called Charlie. Sure, um, yep, it. yep, yeah, yep. It's a, so he's going to come on and talk oh, about. Oh, that's great. Yeah, talk about just the whole process of making that, the inspiration, maybe the challenges of, of portraying uh, gambling on um, in a movie. Good. Uh, and then Megan in Manhattan. Oh, great, Megan. Yeah, she called into our last episode. Yeah, yeah. I um, <laughs> I had, she was on like this list of listeners of, I was like, I bet they'd be a good, and then when she called in, uh, I was like, that's that's a sign. I need to just I just need to reach out to her and invite her onto the show. Uh, I think getting her uh, getting her perspective and uh, sort of her journey in gambling would be fun. So that's what's coming up in the next next few months. I'm excited. Good, good. Any ideas for our next uh, movies, TV? Uh, yeah. So I uh, I thought today, and I, I apologize for not messaging this to you, so you can ah. repeat. Yeah, ah. I'm sorry. I know. Um, I think doing uh, Vegas themed movies. Okay. Um, so a pair of Vegas movies um, would would be good. Um, does any? I mean, Vegas Vacation is the easy one, right? I mean, that's Vegas Vacation. Uh, honeymoon in Vegas. Again, I don't mm. know how. Have you ever seen that? With um, it's with uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, the woman from Sex and the City. Boy, I'm blanking here. Um, that is a very funny Sarah Jessica movie. Parker. Right? Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. That's a that's a very funny movie. Okay. Um let's see, other Vegas themed. Um so I'm well, not, I'm, I'm not gonna I don't want to do anything like serious, like casino or, or okay, anything like that. Right. I, I, I want to do a more lighthearted movie. So sure. Um, yeah, I, honeymoon in Vegas, why I like that is because I'm not surprised you haven't seen it. It's an older movie. Okay. Uh, you know, it doesn't play all that often. But yeah, I had a straight flush is what Tim is saying in the in the comments. That's a, a fantastic line in this movie. I had a straight flush, the unbeatable straight flush. And, and Nicolas Cage is so funny in the role. Anyway, anyway, uh, I, I would really recommend that if that's available. I don't even know if we could stream it somewhere. Uh, of course, okay. something like uh, Last Vegas or uh, The Hangover, you know, some obvious ones like that that are obviously funny and and real heavy on Vegas. Um, yeah, that's what comes to mind right now. Um, okay, l- let's let's do Honeymoon in Vegas. Um, if we quick, can find it, yeah. So I'd a love quick for you to see it. shows that it's available on places like Apple and Amazon. It looks like I don't think it's a part of any like uh, streaming package, but it does look like it is available places. Okay, all right. Um, and then Vegas Vacation. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of ashamed. I just don't have a copy of that, uh, of that, like on DVD or something, but, yeah. uh, also not stream. Oh, it's on Peacock. It looks like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Peacock claims to, uh, to have Vegas vacation. So we'll do those. We'll do Vegas vacation and honeymoon in Vegas, uh, for our next, um, next set of this. Uh, right. we'll those do- are good. Yeah. That, yeah. Good choices. Good, good. 
Very good. I thought uh, I thought we needed to put a little Vegas in the mix um, on, yeah. on watching this stuff. Yeah. Great. And then, Mark, I will be I'll be super proactive and I'll actually start getting some more scenes from television under my belt before that episode. So that way, when we do that episode, ah. I have a better idea of what we're actually going to be talking about the following one. You see, you, you like Great. that? Huh? I like, like that. It? I love it um tim's saying he likes a new logo thank you i i thought that it needed a little bit of spicing up the the better life by itself uh was starting to look a little too plain in the in the podcast world so yeah it looks good uh, yeah thank you um i think i think that does it mark i think we did it 47 minutes is uh is the timestamp at the moment um yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, nothing wrong with a short show as long as it is jam-packed with fantastic contacts. So. That's right. Exactly. Very good. Well, Mark, uh, you and I will do this again in four weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. Bye. Always fun hanging out with Mark doing these. Vegas vacation, honeymoon in Vegas coming up. Uh, hope you all join us for that. Uh, I will put out the uh, the stream dates for that one um as soon as mark and i schedule something as i mentioned i uh, got a few people on deck uh for the rest of the month megan k megan manhattan coming up next week hope you enjoy my interview with her the site is back up the betterlife.us back up a couple weeks where uh where that was down patreon.com slash the better life is where you can support the show with a monthly pledge I have some fun news here. This is one of the things that uh, I've been working on. Uh, look for for years, uh, and I think Adam Bauer said it best when when he said that Patreon is where con- content creators uh, overpromise and underdeliver. And ever since he said that, I keep on thinking, well, I don't want to say like what I'm making because I I do want to make sure that I'm delivering something. But uh, a few of my past ideas on how to deliver. Uh, exciting content there um, have kind of fallen flat. Uh, I first thought, well, maybe I'll take some of the outtakes from the podcast, but I don't want to do that, right? They're outtakes for a reason. Um, maybe I'll try to record like bonus episodes, but I also I feel kind of weird about that as well. I want like good content to be in the feed. And then, um, you know, I say all that and finally I've come on this uh, this idea. We'll see how long this one lasts. But um, starting Monday, Monday the 17th, tax day for those of you who uh, are our last minute uh, tax filers, you just got a couple more days. Starting on Monday, uh, I will be producing very short episodes. We'll be releasing very short episodes. Uh, we're talking three to five minutes um, of just a quick gambling or casino uh, maybe even just casino trip related topic. I'm still fleshing this idea out. I'm still figuring out exactly uh, what this looks long term, but I have enough short term uh, ideas and uh, short concept that I want to give this a go. I want to deliver something to the Patreon, uh, to the to the patrons who are supporting me on Patreon. By the way, thanks to everybody who's uh been 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 with me for years supported the show really appreciate it uh that pledge helps me do stuff like uh design a t-shirts and uh to do better stand up 
um, and lets me do some some other things like travel and stuff like that, uh, where it's um, you know get to do go to these meetups and stuff like that. So really appreciate uh, everybody supporting over the, on Patreon. Uh, so here's so it's coming. Uh, it's coming on May 17. Um, I am I'm excited to to be producing content in kind of a little different way. And I thought, you know, really what this comes down, like how is this different from the ideas that you've had um, in the past on content that doesn't doesn't necessarily go into the main feed? Uh, you know, sometimes there are little bits and pieces of information, ideas, tips and tricks, advice, stuff like that, that really warrants just two or three minutes of, hey, this is a thing you should be aware of. Um, this is a thing. If you're if you're brand new to this game, this is what this is. Stuff like that. That doesn't just naturally find itself in conversation. Sometimes I just think about it while I'm on a walk, and I'm like, oh, it'd be good to touch on that. Um, but some, but you know, sometimes a month could go past before it kind of falls into conversation. So, this is my way of uh, developing those ideas and. Uh, putting a little bit more content into your feed. So patreon.com slash the better life. And this is going to be, for, I'm just going to, it's going to be released for all patrons. So come in, pledge a buck, pledge five bucks, whatever it is that you want to, uh, want to pledge. Anybody who's pledging on Patreon will get, uh, will get access to these. I'll be sure to repost how you can get these episodes coming to your phone once it's published on Patreon. So we don't have to like rely on a Patreon app or, 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 or whatnot, but uh, yep, that's coming. I'm excited. Uh, thank you for everybody again for, for supporting me there. Um, the betterlife.us slash merch is where you can, uh, cop some stuff. I just dropped do better masks. I know the CDC just said that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Um, I think masks in a handful of places are still going to be a reality because there's no way that they, they, it's a HIPAA violation to require people to prove that they've, uh, that they've been vaccinated. And I don't know, uh, I don't know if there's going to be businesses, I think airlines, stuff like that, um, are still going to require masks because they can't, uh, they can't confirm or they can't prove that someone has been vaccinated or not. So, the safety on that is to require people to still wear a mask. So if you're in a situation in which you still have to wear a mask, uh, they are at the, um, they are at the, uh, the store. Uh, they're there for a buck. Um, since, uh, I thought, uh, so, uh, if you, if you need a mask, they're there $1, it'll get you a mask. It'll be in the mail, uh, very soon. That's going to wrap up this week. Thank you uh for everybody for listening uh shout out to the first time listeners shout out to the last time listeners uh appreciate everybody taking the time uh hanging out with me here uh and i'm starting to record a little bit ahead of schedule again uh which is always a comfortable place to be as a podcaster so uh should be getting on a um on a, on a regular schedule again uh and probably going to scoot up in the week a little bit. So I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do that or when it's going to happen, but uh, probably going to move from a Thursday, Friday release up into the week uh, to try to get into the feed uh, earlier instead of battling with the weekend. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Hope everybody does well in your bets. Good luck if you're on your way to the casino. Uh, Hope to see all of you at Vegas Vacation if you plan on going in June. More on that in coming episodes. On behalf of Mark DeVault, I am Timothy Lawson. Good night. Good luck.